Hello, you all. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson, Heather Smith, and today, Louisa Chihuahua. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Before, yes, thank you indeed for being here. We wouldn't be doing this without you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the reason I brought up Louie the Chihuahua is before we hopped on today's show, Louie the Chihuahua, you may have heard him barking in the background of previous episodes. <laughs> this morning I was downstairs. I've got a, a workspace downstairs. And so I'm downstairs. The dogs are upstairs. And I hear this barking. And it's barking literally about every four seconds. He could have been a drum kit. And <laughs> and um and so I'm I finally I'm like, well, what are you do? What are you up to? So I climb the stairs and I open the door and I sneak over to where he is because I don't want to stop him from doing what he's doing. I want to <laughs> see what he's doing. Yeah, I, this is an unusual bark. He doesn't normally bark that way. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> yeah, no, not very often. So I so I walk around to see what he's up to, because he does sometimes do this when I'm downstairs. So I want to see. I want to see what this what you know. Find him in the wild. So I, I walk around and I find him sitting the third step up to go that goes from my uh, my ground floor to my upstairs. He's on the third stairs, staring out the window, looking with a stressed look on his face barking at the people across the street. So I don't know whether he's trying to get their attention to say, I'm here alone, come get me, or, or, or what. But he literally had to climb to the place where he could see other people to be stressed out about it. The other chihuahua, Luna, was comfortably laid up on a pillow, like in the middle of a feather pillow looking like a queen. She was not bothered whatsoever. And it got me to thinking how much in our life we have all these things that are wonderful we could be choosing to do, uh, such as lay on top of pillows like a king and queen. But instead, we literally find the one place that we can see something that will stress us out, and then we focus on that as if that is the only real thing. And then we bark about it to everyone we know. <laughs> yeah, we go out of our way <laughs> put ourselves in the most uncomfortable difficult awkward and unpleasant situation <laughs> again just to bark about it exactly to give us something to share <laughs> to give us something to say yeah which brings us to our show's topic today <laughs> which is which is, what is the superhero outfit under your clothing? <laughs> and that may seem random, but what we're talking about <laughs> is, is now the time to choose, ask for, and create as though you truly have no limits. Like, instead of focusing on the problems and what you can't do and how terrible it is, <laughs> is now the time to really start asking what you can do, what can change this, and what else is possible. 
Yeah. So, I mean, so, so if, if the correlation is lost on some people, the whole, the whole idea is what if you already are a superhero? What if you actually have to seek out, instead of seeking out a phone booth to take your clothes off to become a superhero, what if what you've been doing is seeking every phone booth you can get your hand on to put your costume back on? Do you know how hard that is to find a phone booth these days? <laughs> they almost don't exist, except for maybe England, right? <laughs> yes, so, England. Yeah, England. Doctor Who is using those. Oh wait, no, that's a police box. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, how much are you actively seeking out problems in order to have them? Yeah, and how much are you actively pretending or buying that you're limited in some way? That's not actually a limitation for you. Oops. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is often this is often um let's let's go one place that, that so in a couple of weeks we've got Valentine's coming yeah. up and we have a phenomenal show that we're building for you. This one uh, we have spent yeah. more time on the show than any show we've ever built for you before. Because you know, we usually just hop on and chat with you, but this one we have interviewed how many guys have we interviewed so far? Seven so far. Seven. Oh, seven. I thought, okay, cool. It feels We're like we have more. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay. It's Apparently amazing. we have not interviewed everyone in the world yet. Um, <laughs> we've gotten to seven. But what, we, what we've been doing is we've been interviewing these really amazing men who have been in relationships, um, these amazing relationships with really potent, powerful women. So this is not, they haven't managed to just create successful relationships. They've managed to create successful relationships with women who are notoriously difficult to deal, deal with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Without giving go getters. Yes. yes. Without giving themselves up either way, without the women giving themselves yes. up and without the men giving themselves up. So what we wanted to do is share that with you on Valentine's Day. Uh, but all that to say, there was one thing I was going to, this was a segue into what we're talking about even more today. Dang it. Well, (laughs) well, it's the thing of these guys, there is no way they could be pathetic with these women and have a lasting relationship. (laughs) Oh, that, yes. The other thing. Okay. That brings me back. Okay. So what I was thinking was how many times, if you were willing to forget yesterday, if you were willing to literally just go, what's happening today, there would never be a problem in relationship. Most problems in relationship happen because you literally have to bring the problem back up to recreate it. Mm, yeah. If, well, and if you walk yeah. into a room and you treat a woman or a man as if they are in trouble, guess what you create? You create trouble. Trouble. If if you walk in full of gratitude with your, you know, barriers down and all of that, there's very little that actually can get in the way of happiness, or at least you become and you become a um, a force that's very difficult to reckon with. It becomes very hard to hold upset in place when someone is be, having no barriers with you and just being grateful. Um, why are, am I talking that, about that with superhero stuff? 
guess what? Those are some of your superpowers. <laughs> Vulnerability, weirdly enough, and gratitude, weirdly enough. They don't seem like yeah. armor. They don't seem like thing, you know, but lasers that you strong. can use someone. <laughs> um, but, but they're an amazing superhero strength that you have available right now. Well, yeah, and it's it's just a choice away. It's not even something that you have to develop. It's something that you already have available if you're willing to use it. That's <laughs> and this the is, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Choice. So, making the choice yeah. and making the choice again 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 and making the choice again. <laughs> yeah. So that can take the take practice except that it is something that you already have available. So where like what I I'd like to talk about uh, vulnerability as a superhero power. You know, the part of the tagline of the show, your wrongness is really a strongness. How many times have you been made wrong for being vulnerable? How many times have you thought it was wrong that you were being vulnerable in a situation? You know, that you know you're why, supposed though? to be. Yeah, go, go, why? Because why? you have total <laughs> control when you're being vulnerable. People hate that. Yes. It's the secret they don't want you to know. <laughs> it's the secret superpower. Vulnerability cannot be stopped. <laughs> it cannot be gotten away from. <laughs> you cannot control someone who's being totally vulnerable. But yeah, somebody who's being totally vulnerable can control everyone around them. Yep. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so what do we really mean by vulnerability? Because I don't mean crying. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's not crying necessarily. It can include that, but it's not about <laughs> crying. It's about having no barriers to anything a person says or does. Now, this seems really weird, okay, but I think it's both Stephanie I have examples of this. So one time I had a person who was furious. They were absolutely raging mad, screaming, yelling, cursing, so intense, right? Like they were going to pick up a weapon or something, you know, or they were going to start swinging punches, right? Just so fuming mad. And I, like normally I would want to run away. I would want to fight back. I would, you know, match that intensity that they're being. One day, instead, I chose total vulnerability. I didn't defend myself energetically or in words or in any way. I lowered my barriers and I had no judgment about what they were saying, how they were being, what they were delivering. They weren't wrong. They weren't right. I wasn't wrong. I wasn't right. That was being totally vulnerable in their presence. And literally, like this person could rage for hours. Literally within two minutes, it was totally dissipated and they were over it. They couldn't even remember why they were mad. <laughs> they were like, oh, hey. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It is weird. <laughs> and and um, when you're truly being vulnerable, it's actually easy to choose. Like there, it's not. When you're first doing it, it might feel like you're going to die if you're vulnerable in the situation, you know, be it something about that's very personal to you and something that was difficult or like whatever it is that you had not been vulnerable with before. When you first are, it can be very uncomfortable and raw and take a huge amount of 
strength and courage, that superhero power you actually have to be vulnerable in the face of it. But once you do it, you find that you don't die. You find you're okay. You find there's actually a huge amount of strength available. And then after you've practiced it for a while, then anything that shows up, you can be vulnerable, and it's an easy choice to make. Um, I think once you see it in action, it's something that almost none of us have ever seen in action. Yeah, We've seen violence so rare. with violence. We've seen anger met with anger. We've seen anger met with sadness. We've seen anger met with yeah. um, withdrawal. We've seen anger yeah. met with um, accusations like, or, you know, mm-hmm. or blame. Caving into it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, giving in. Right. Good fear one. fear, and giving in <laughs> and guilt or shame. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> how often have you ever seen it just met with, oh, hi. Yeah. Wow, you're really mad. Wow, wow, that's a that's a lot of energy. Wow, you're really upset. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And that's how that vulnerability yeah. basically goes is all of a sudden it's like it's like you instantaneously activate the ability to be totally curious about something. Um where something that previously you have a definition for, it's like landing on the planet like an alien, and now somebody is red-faced and yelling, but you don't understand what that means. So instead it of, doesn't have any, it doesn't have any meaning or significance. It's yeah, just you're like, just oh, like, huh. look at this red-faced person. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're shaking. Huh. That's amazing. <laughs> this person is red-faced and shaking. How bizarre. Um. And that's literally about as much energy as it takes to deal with somebody in that way because you all of a sudden are looking at it not through the lens of they're right for being angry or they must have a reason for being angry or I must be wrong because they're angry or I should do something with this because they're angry. You no longer have any of that. You basically get to lower your barriers, recognize that that what they're being is it is energy, but yes. it isn't, you know, we've labeled it with all these things, but technically they're just being a lot of very condensed energy, <laughs> which is why it makes yeah. the body shake, which is why it creates red face. That's actually because they're now like constricted in a whole bunch of different ways. So now they're constricted, contrasted, and compressing energy. What if that's all the anger was? If it has that much significance. Now, if it has that much significance, the only question that I've got when I've dealt with people who are that angry, for instance, this is just an ex, you know, just um, an example because it can be so intense. That mm-hmm. when I see that a person getting that angry, and since I've been able to be vulnerable with it, it hasn't happened often. It happened once that I can yeah. really think of that I noticed anyway. Um, specifically directed at me um, where I got to just ask the question, is my body in danger? Yeah. So these are things you might want to know if somebody's that angry. Is my body in danger? Yes, no. In this case, it wasn't, even though it felt like it was. Um, Is there anything I can do to change this? 
Yes or if no. If there's anything I can do to <laughs> – yes, no. <laughs> but there was. I was already being it. Um, do I need to do anything here? So basically I'm looking at do I need to move my body if my body is in danger? Do I need to move? Do I need to call someone else? Do I need to do anything to be allowed, you know, to make sure I'm safe um, or mm-hmm. anybody else is safe? And if the answer to that is no, then the good news is is they cannot hold that anger in place if I'm not helping them do it. So helping them do it is resisting, resisting it, reacting to it, um, trying to make it better by, you know, trying to talk them out of it or something like that. Um, if there's nothing I need to do to make sure my body and others' bodies are safe, then I can just look, keep lowering my barriers and just keep basically in my head going, hi. 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 Being a reminder that there may be something else they could choose, though they don't have to. Yeah. And it, it's it's just so amazing the power of these energetic dynamics that we can instead of being at the effect of somebody else who's, you know, doing that contraction and intensity and density and then firing it at us and trying to get us to match it and be as intense and dense as they are, or be at the effect of it and react in a certain way. When we lower all of our barriers, it makes all of that impossible. Their manipulation of energy, their um, trying to get a reaction in a particular way, whatever it is, isn't going to work. And so, you know, it literally can just take seconds or maybe a few minutes um, for them to realize it's not going to work, and they usually give it up. They, there's nothing to feed that contraction and t- intensity and density. When you're vulnerable and have no barriers, basically being spaced, there's no wall, there's no separation, there's nothing um, to match that intensity and density that they're being. There's nothing to give them the reaction that they're looking for. And I, I've never seen a situation that it didn't work, you know, when someone is truly lowering their barriers and being vulnerable, um, where, that it didn't work to either diffuse the situation, um, get out of the situation, or just change it entirely. Um, because, again, it's such a rare thing. It's, it really is like a superhero <laughs> skill because it's so rare that people use it. You know? I just um, forgot. I forgot about the time. I, I was remembering that my first foundation when somebody got upset, but I forgot that I also had done this with a total stranger out at dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what I was thinking of. <laughs> it just popped back into my head, which was yeah. so funny. Um, he didn't stop being angry, but he realized it wasn't going to work, so he got red faced and then left. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About, it was just, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter if you know the person or not. It doesn't matter um, really where you are, what's going on. It's it it can work in amazing ways, and you never know how it'll work. It's just that tactic because you know people who use anger um it's not the first time they use it (laughs) so it's usually a a (laughs) go-to choice for them to control the situation or have it turn out however they would like it to turn out based on that choice so you know to to meet that with vulnerability it just 
they go, what? <laughs> you know, they get really irritated that it doesn't work, but <laughs> but not enough to keep trying. <laughs> they just give up. <laughs> it, it can be quite humor. It can be quite humorous. <laughs> yeah, and be aware if it is a good idea to smile or laugh or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that may be something you just say for later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or not. It might work only to use it too. I mean, that was the one example I gave of lowering my barriers. I, it, it, was, it wasn't exactly laughing at the person, but it was having no reaction that matched what they expected. I just right. continued being happy like I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? How's your day? <laughs> You know, obviously they're just yelling and cursing and stuff. So I knew how their day was, but I pretended like that wasn't a reality. It wasn't. It wasn't relevant. It wasn't true for me. It wasn't required to deliver to me. <laughs> so, like, hey, how's it going? That's funny. So, That's yeah, about they're... the energy that I used with the guy. So we were out at a nice restaurant. Um, Heather knows the story, but you guys might not. Um, I was out at a re- nice restaurant with my mom and my boyfriend at the time and my dad. Well, my dad got up from the table and left. And then this stranger from the end of the, we were eating out on a patio, this stranger from the end of the patio comes over, you know, I think, which I think is really interesting, waiting until supposedly the patriarch of the table leaves to come like, attack. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so so you know he pops on over and starts yelling about how we ruined his dinner because we were having too much fun, because um, we were laughing too loud and talking too loud, <laughs> and um, oh and so my my mom went dumbfounded. She was like, ah, my boyfriend at the time also went dumbfounded. Ah, <laughs> and and my response was, hi. <laughs> 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 and that was about it. Like, you know, he's like, wah, ha, ha, And, you know, I respond back, yeah. hi. <laughs> and, that's, and that's when he, like, it literally blew a gasket. There was something inside his head. I wouldn't have been surprised if that night they found him dead in his bed from an aneurysm. Because the, what we responded with did not match what he thought he was going to get, he thought he was going to get a good old-fashioned fight, especially <laughs> if he upset us and then my dad came back. Ooh, that could have been so good. <laughs> Instead, he couldn't, he couldn't hold it in place. So the time my dad, by the time my dad came back, he's like, what was that? And I was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Once so I awesome. told him the story, I waited a couple of minutes before I actually told him the story because I was like, oh, this still isn't, this this could still not be over. I waited a little yeah. while until I told him what the story was, which made my dad really upset. And um, he's like, I'll, right. I'll, I'll go get him. And I'm like, don't go get him. We dealt with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it, though. That's such an example of, like, when you make, yourself vulnerable in the face of something like that 
you get so much information. Like you knew you had to wait a few minutes to tell your dad because you knew your dad would like want to be the dad of the family and go defend his women. Including the boyfriend. Including the boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> but you get all these details of information about what your choice will create and what's available to you that you yes. don't get without vulnerability. And that's that's like exactly why people use anger at you, though, is to get you to limit your choices to what they've decided your choices should be. So when you do this yeah. other thing and you lower your barriers and you get all this information, you have all sorts of choices available to you that they don't expect you to have available to you because it's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not normal for you have to have the choice to smile at them or to have the choice to be happy or to be have the choice for them not to be significant in your world. Imagine being angry with someone and them responding with, well, that's not interesting. <laughs> yeah. When somebody gets angry, normally all eyes are on them. And when you flip it around and you just go, oh, huh. Oh, did you expect all eyes to be on you? Oh, hi. Well, I can put my eyes on you, but, you know, it, it's still not very important that you're angry, but hi. <laughs> Did you have something you wanted from me? Yeah. Did you and want me to it, pay for your dinner? <laughs> you know? Right. You, you never know. I mean, it's amazing what um, what can occur out of that. I mean, that person who was normally raging and, and I didn't react how I normally do, and then they stopped later on. Uh, they actually commented about it, and they're like, wow, you know, thanks, thank you. Thank you for not reacting, and he didn't say the word buying into it, but basically, thanks for not buying it, and because it it allowed him to let it go in a way that he never realized he could just let it go, and so he was actually grateful later, and that's something Mm -hmm. that had never occurred. That was new. <laughs> that was it created a new choice in his world. You know, of course, wow. he'd go back to it again later with being angry. But that that at least there was that one time that he experienced what it was to not make his own anger and upset significant or mean anything or have to be something to react to. Um, being a leader so, in the know, world never looks the way that you think it will. Yep, and superpowers never show up how you think they will. I know we think are amazing. We think that a superpower is something that we haven't yet chosen or that is greater than what we've been told is wrong. So we exclude all these amazing capacities that we have because the very capacities that we are wondering if one day we can be are ones that we've already decided aren't powerful enough to use. That vulnerability is not powerful enough to use. So why bother when really these things that we've been told are wrong about us, like Heather mentioned at the very beginning of the show, the things that we've been told are wrongness, wrongnesses with us, kindness, vulnerability, um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Those, th- those things are the things we've been beat up for. But those things actually are a totally different reality creation system. 
<laughs> yeah, there are energies that we can use that actually create a different reality every time we use them. They alter the face of the planet towards something greater every single time that we implement them. And, you know, that is something that is underrated and underutilized. We think yeah. that creating a better planet has to be these large sweeping, you know, statements or uh, rules that we put into place or need to create organizations that'll create change on the planet when really every time you choose to be vulnerable, every time you choose to be grateful, every time you choose to be happy, you're changing the face of the planet for the greater. Yeah. Well, so what are those things that you do that people comment about all the time and you just, you don't even think about it. It's just like how you are, you know, like, do you hug people and it makes their day? Like, do you hug people and it's like their their body relaxes and they have a big smile on their face every time you hug them? That oh, I love power. hugging people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need so, some yeah. more of those people in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you, you know, do you have the ability to, you know, make people laugh, like, truly, like, seeing the humor in a situation that normally you'd never see humor in like are you able to lighten the mood and and lighten up the situation with your sense of humor that's a superpower that's a superpower to undo the intensity and density and seriousness that people think is so important and valuable and true that is changing the energy in the moment and changing the person's life you know, they may have no other person in their life that has the kind of sense of humor that you do that gives that lightness to their world. Again, that's a superpower. So what other superpowers that are we think are wrong? Well, in, the, just... in the same vein, <laughs> well, in the same vein, I was thinking about laughter itself, like your laugh, um, people <laughs> comment on my laugh, right? That, that yep. even a laugh that's contagious can yes. you can be in a restaurant and you can have people yell at you but you know as it to control that joy but other people are like thank you so much for laughing it made my day i'm still smiling because something about you laughing made my day they yeah. don't even know what yeah. it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> except for that it's infectious that laughter is infectious so it can make yeah. some people angry when it's when it's threatening the world that they've created which if they're like, no, life is serious. No, everything has to be serious. Don't have a good time. Having a good time is not allowed. <laughs> All <laughs> these things that people have decided, you can be shaking up their world just by being happy. Other people who have happiness as a possibility for them, that they would like to have more of it, for them, it unleashes that as a possibility. It's a creation of possibility in that moment, and they recognize it. So who do you want to contribute to, the people who are willing to have more of those things that you are that are a gift to the world, or would you like to be controlled by the people who are unwilling to have a better life, unwilling for other people to have a better or happy life? Which one do you – who do you want to contribute to? Who do you want to allow to yeah. control you? <laughs> do you want to allow the angry people of the world to control you, the angry, mean, sad people of the world to control you. It may be your wife. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe your parents Just or parents. <laughs> um, Maybe it's would you like your coworker. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh, the coworkers are the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're great. So, yeah. so are, would you like for those people to control you, or would you like to be contributing to the people who are asking for more? on the planet, like more joy, more happiness, more ease, more yeah. glory, more wealth, more, you know, fun, um, you know, <laughs> more laughter. You. There's, yeah, more laughter. There's, there's, there's no, and there's no right answer. You know, I may have even said that as if there's a right answer. There's not. What do you want to contribute to? What do you want to be controlled yeah. by? That's up to you. You can choose either one, and that's all good. Yeah, whatever you would like. I mean, you know, as always, all of these conversations, we're uh, hoping to contribute to your awareness of how much choice you really have. And no matter what you want to choose, that we're all for it. <laughs> whatever you would like to choose, whatever kind of life you'd like to have, um, you know, go for it. Don't, don't hold back. <laughs> go for everything Absolutely. you'd really like to have. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, we have reached the end of the 30 minutes for today's yeah. show. Yeah. So, um yes. tonight I yeah, tonight I will be having a clarity night if in, in case any of you uh want to brave something called a clarity night. Tonight's topic is uh you may be the only one, but you're not alone. And so um, if that sounds fun to you, you can check out stephanierichardson.com. There's a place for you to sign up for any and all of the upcoming Clarity Nights, which are all Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, What what do you have? Are you having anything coming up or are you hosting anything? No, I'm not. But I would like to remind everyone that I have written a novel (laughs) called The Pharaoh's Builders. And you can find it. it on Amazon. Yeah. You can find it on Amazon as a paperback or Kindle. And um, it's a really fun book. It's a adventure novel set 10,000 years ago when they're building the first pyramid in Egypt. And it's all about uh, these tools that we're talking about. It's the uh, magic abilities uh, to alter reality and change the molecules just by your touch and request and all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> one of the things I yeah, one of the things I love about reading that book was that mm-hmm. I I got the sense in my body of what it was to do some of the magic that's in that book. And that that is really yeah. cool to have that sensation of of what that is. There there are certain movies, certain books um, and certain, I don't know, TV shows and certain facilitators and stuff that when they talk about something, they transmit a specific kind of energy with it that allows for you to know um, that you know. And, and that's what I got out yeah. of that book. I know something about this. And open the door for me to ask, <laughs> ask more questions. Well, how can I use that capacity? Is that a capacity I have? Can I do that? If I can do that, how can I do it? <laughs> Yes, I'm just a for success. me, just for fun. Never tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. Well, that was actually my target <laughs> with it is to give people an energetic experience, um, and whatever that is for them. So check it out. Uh, the Pharaoh's Builders uh, by Heather Periwinkle Smith. <laughs> P E R R Y W I N K L E. Um, so that's what I got going on. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Well, then, we, as always, we will see you next week, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. I mean, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, um, on the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. Thank you, everybody. We'll look forward to next week. Bye for now. Bye.